So many, many of you are wondering why you have rocks in your hands. Just more people wondering why the preacher would give the congregation rocks. Very, very faithful that I have that you won't be throwing them at me while I'm preaching. Um, so we'll find out about them a little bit later on. But it's a, indeed a glorious day. It's, in some ways, this day, this day can almost be too beautiful in that we might we might get a little bit a little bit too metaphorical and think that Easter is indeed just just a, a, a day that's bright sunshine after a day of gloom and darkness and uh, things will just get better after the dark days that come and yada 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 which I, I assure you if I really believed that I'd be home watching the masters and not here <laughs> sitting with you all because the resurrection indeed is a, a day where we celebrate life and the change of life and the new life and the eternal everlasting life that doesn't begin when you die but begins now indeed began when Christ rose from the dead. Christ is risen means something that happened in the past has present uh, consequences forever, right? Christ is risen. We say it every week, right? Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again, at least when we do Eucharistic prayer. Eh? We've been in Lent for a while, so you may have forgotten it. But for the most part, it's something we say all the time. Christ is risen. That day where, where the women went to the tomb, depending which gospel you read, there's all sorts of women. There's a bunch of Marys always going to the tomb right now to put spices on Jesus. And that, that in itself is a remarkable thing that the scriptures put. We, we take it for granted in our more enlightened times now in the 21st century that, um, that women were, were equal to men right here. The fact that women are the first witnesses in the first century is amazing because if it were not so, people would have looked for a reason to change it. They weren't necessarily reliable. You know, they get a little dramatic. So I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying that's what people thought. That wasn't part of the... Exactly rocks, I know. Therefore, the fact that the women were witnesses and the first witnesses and held up as the first witnesses means it's so, means it's real. And is what the church has put its trust and faith on these faithful women who've gone out to rectify a wrong, right? Jesus was hastily taken off the cross so as the Passover feast could get underway in appropriate style. He was hastily put some spices on and thrown into a tomb and the stone rolled in front of it. And now these women have gone out to make right 
what was wrong with spices appropriate to prepare for the body of Jesus. But when they got there, an amazing thing happened. An earthquake came. The stone was rolled away, which you had to feel like they had no idea how they were going to get that stone. You could only imagine their whole conversation the whole way. How are we going to get this stone? Maybe we can get the guards to roll the stone away. I hope we can get the guards to roll the stone away. Maybe we can get the guards to roll the stone away. They didn't need to roll the stone away. The stone was rolled away. An angel was sitting on the stone with his appearance like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And the guards just trembled and became like dead men. And the angel said to the women, don't be afraid, which is what all angels say every single time. Like, I don't know if they have any other lines. If you ever play an angel in the play, you already know what you're going to say. Don't be afraid. Fear not. I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here for he is risen. Come to the place where he is laid. Then quickly go and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. Behold, he is going before you to Galilee and there you will see him. See, I have told you. They come with this amazing proclamation of blessing and joy. He's not here. He is risen. And the amazing thing about the stone, of course, is the stone isn't rolled away so that Jesus can get out. The stone is rolled away so the women can see in. They can witness that he's gone. In other Gospels, the grave clothes are there neatly just folded up like he sort of just passed through them, right? And not all unbound like Lazarus had to be unbound. In other Gospels, Peter races John to the tomb so you can get there first to make sure the women were right. In this Gospel passage, women can go. They encounter Jesus on the road, they grab and they grasp his feet and they worship him. And they hold on to him. Because what indeed he has promised before comes so because I live, you will live also. That might be on the front cover of the bulletin. Because I live, you live also. You will live forever. We have life in Jesus forever. Because the life that Jesus has now has conquered death. And has burst forth into the world. And all that he said before is true. Now the time is when you won't worship on this mountain or that mountain. But you'll worship in spirit and in truth. For where I am, you'll be. Where you are, I'll be. I will never leave you. I'll be with you to the end of the ages. This is the promise that Jesus makes to his disciples. It's the promise that he makes to us. In John's Gospel, right after the foot washing, after the, the 
uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and um, depart, go quickly to Judas, and then a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. He says, I have to go. I have to go. Because if I don't go, I can't come again, right? I can't send the counselor to you, and you can't have life, and you can't have me. I tell you, there will be a time when you will be with me always, but I have to go first. And this is exactly what Jesus is talking about. It's, it's funny that we, we, we don't, we skip the next part a little bit where they say, uh, go, go and um, the, the guards, right, they say, give the, give the, the chief priests a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and tell people that his disciples came and stole them away so they won't believe. But that fell apart in no time flat as Jesus continued to appear and appear and appear. And more and more of his disciples saw the risen Christ. And moreover, one of the, one of the greatest ways that we know that, that um, Jesus is risen is Within a few short years, nobody even knew where the tomb was anymore, right? If there's, you've been to holy places around, or what we what we think of as holy places, right? The place where you did something like this is the treehouse that I had when I was seven years old. This is the rock that I found, you know, here. Like we we hold on to those things in our heart, those things that are that are temporary. We make little museums out of them. The tomb is gone. I mean, you could go to Jerusalem and Holy Land. They might tell you where the tomb is and try to sell you a few little trinkets. But they don't know where the tomb is because the tomb doesn't matter. Because Jesus is alive. Because Jesus is here. We can worship. We can hold on. And I gave you these stones temporarily. Because as we said, the stone was not rolled away so that Jesus could get out. But that we could witness the risen Christ. The long and short of it is many of us have stones in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits that keep God out. That we need to roll away and remove so that Jesus can come in. So the Spirit of God can come in. So the resurrected glory of Christ can live fully. And the amazing thing about God, if you've seen the, the Holman Hunt uh, picture where Jesus stands at the door knocking and he's got the lantern and there's vines everywhere and it's all like overgrown garden. The amazing thing about that photo is that there's no doorknob and someone pointed it out to Holman Hunt and said, there's no doorknob. You forgot the doorknob because there's a doorknob. It's on the inside. Jesus will stand 
at the door of your heart and knock. But he's not going to force his way in. You can let him. Jesus will gladly come in. Jesus gladly will give you life to the fullest. Jesus gladly will empower you to be a witness. Jesus gladly will empower you to feed the poor. Jesus will gladly empower you to proclaim that life is here. Jesus gladly will empower you to love one another as He has loved you. That you might lay down your life for someone. Jesus gladly will give you that spirit and life and love. If we let Him in, if we remove the stones that we put there for protection so we don't get hurt and wounded and marred. Those tombs that we create to protect ourselves. Jesus wants us to roll those away that he might come in. The grave clothes might be left behind. And so, as you come forward for communion, I invite you to place your stone into the baptismal font that's here. That you indeed might dedicate yourself anew to the risen Christ. The baptismal font that we have out from the Easter Vigil service where we proclaim indeed that we have been buried with Christ in his death, in baptism, and raised from the waters of life where we receive the chrism and are marked as Christ's own forever and sealed with the Holy Spirit. That image marks who we are as people of God, as risen people of God, as renewed people of God. And I pray that we might come forward again, roll away the stones, and allow God to fill our hearts and our minds and our souls this Easter day and throughout our lives that we may be witnesses to the risen Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christ is risen.